0: Hi, I am Kyle. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the Social Ninjas. hi Jeremy and I both struggled with social anxiety and mental health overall. Now we both work to improve our own mental health. And the mental health of others. By sharing what we did to help our social anxiety. And what we learn and continue to do to improve upon our own mental health. What we share is what we learn from our own experiences. We are not mental health professionals, and what we say should not be used in place of or replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy the the show. show. So we are the Social Ninjas. Hi, I'm your co-host as always, Kyle, and join with me is Jeremy. What's going on, Jeremy?
1: What's
0: going on? (laughs) And then we also have our special guest, Mike Tomasello. How's it going, Mike?
2: It's going great, Kyle. I'm excited to be here. All
0: right. We're glad you're here as well. So let me just introduce Mike real quick. So our next guest was called a top career thought leader by Kevin Harrington from TV Shark Tank. He is a hardcore introvert who struggled with social anxiety for his entire life. And he's turned it around to be a paid-to-speak on stages internationally and helps thousands and thousands of people overcome anxiety to get better jobs, making more money, doing work they love. He's the CEO of careersuccesssecrets.net. I'm excited to have with us Mike Tomasello.
2: Wow. Thanks guys. I, I actually got more anxiety hearing you read that to me, it should be pretty exciting to see what happens today.
0: Uh, I enjoyed my, uh, being enthusiastic doing that. I liked your little, uh, side note (laughs) in in the bio that you gave me.
2: (laughs) I I, I like to help where I can. So is there anything we missed before we start, Mike? Well, you know, um, I find that uh, people don't know who the heck I am yet. So, um, so I always sort of default towards, man, like credibility with you guys that are listening right now because, you know, I mean, you don't want to hear, hear about what's going on with me. But um, I, um, I've been in the business of helping people with their careers and helping people land better jobs for over seven years now. Uh, I love what I do. Uh, you know, I think uh, the particularly interesting thing when it comes to this podcast is, well, one, people that are trying to make progress in their careers they have a lot of anxiety. Um, as much as I've been doing this for seven years and doing a lot of the the things that have gotten me to this point over twenty years, I still have anxiety. So, um, so I think uh, I think that's going to blend for a really entertaining conversation today.
1: <laughs> Sounds great. Um, and I'm just going to start it off. Oh, could you take us through the journey of where you were with your social anxiety and kind of what steps you took to get to where you are now?
2: Yeah, um, man, um, I, um, back in, back in junior high and high school, I, I was a dork and a nerd. Um. and, uh, I actually say that in a great way now. Um, I've actually embraced the fact that, uh, I love the fact I'm a, a dork and a nerd, but, um, but back then it didn't feel that way. Like I was extremely hardcore introvert. Uh, when I first started, uh, taking the Myers-Briggs tests and stuff like that, I was like 90% introvert, like almost every single question on that test. Uh, you know, I was graded as an introvert on and, uh, um, I remember, I remember my senior year, I, uh, I had so much anxiety that, um, my senior year in high school, I had so much anxiety that like, I, I couldn't realize that there were attractive girls that, uh, actually liked me and, and mm-hmm. ate with me. Um, and so, uh, yet, uh, I was sitting there in history class and, um, and this girl, who she was, she was new to school and sure enough, every single class, like for two or three months, like she would be looking at me and sneaking looks at me. And I had so much anxiety. I didn't do anything with it. And she actually approached me after class, and walking down the hallway and I was nervous. So I was trying to act all cool sudden while we were walking I wasn't looking where I was going and I collided right into a trash can (laughs) uh, almost completely fell over um the good news is despite all of that she actually became my girlfriend um and uh but uh that that was not one of my shiniest moments um since then I I've just really embraced um and I've tried to do this whenever I experience anxiety I've I've tried to embrace that, uh, you know, you said this before the call, anxiety is an opportunity to grow. And so, you know, I've always been really good at saying, hey, you know, what's something, even if it's super tiny, that I can do towards moving away from this? You know, whether it's saying uh, hello to a girl or, you know, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's uh, practicing on a video, even if I'm not showing the video to anyone else and just talking to myself.
0: Hmm. that's good i like um yeah i like just embracing kind of what you said earlier the what we think of ourselves as things as flaws so like embracing the uh, the nerd whereas back then you were like oh i'm a nerd and now you kind of embracing that as you know i, I love being that because I, I remember feeling that way in high school I was super pale. Well, I still am super pale. (laughs) And I hated that. Uh (laughs) I want to be tan. Like, why can't I be that? And then once I was able to like, train, you know, transition that mindset and just like, I love being pale. Like, I love how white I am. (laughs) I want to ask you, how did you go about making that transition to actually loving your nerdy self?
2: Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's a journey that I'm constantly on. And I think a lot of us are, um, one of the smartest things that I did, um, because I, you know, I, I'm a little bit older than, um, than some of your listeners out there. Uh, I'm 44. And so I really, I really can start embracing, uh, embracing all of who I am until my thirties. So, you know, about 10 years ago and, and particularly in the past five or six years or so, uh, one of the smartest things I did was I went out there and I got resources. One of my coaches would say is, well, you know, if you're struggling with something, resource up, find something. Doesn't matter if it's listening to a podcast, you know, like the social ninjas or having a coach or, or getting a book, you know, whatever whatever you're struggling with, there's a resource to help you get better. And so that's what I did. I said, you know, uh, I might be awkward. I might be uncomfortable with stuff. Um, I, I might not even back then didn't even like all of the parts of who I was. What I had control of was I had the control to get better. And so, uh, so I sought out resources. One of um, One of the coaches that I hired um, brilliant, I, I would, uh, uh, say his name, but I don't think he's doing it anymore. Um, one of the core concepts that he taught and, and I think Kyle, you mentioned this in the beginning, like uh, related to em- embracing dorkiness is, uh, he talked about appreciation. A lot of people confuse what appreciation means. When he talked about appreciation, he meant appreciate everything and anything awkward, even if it was ugly, even if it, um, and so, uh, so he had this phrase he always used to say is be, be a yes to everything. Not as easy as it sounds, but like being a yes to everything. Like if you're friggin' uncomfortable with walking up to a woman and saying, hello, man, I'm friggin' uncomfortable. Like, uh, this is like this is really weird right now. Like he actually uh, he actually walked up to a woman, and he said. Now uh, he has a little bit different personality than mine. I would never say this, but you know he walked up here and he said, "Hey, woman, I am so friggin' nervous around you. Like, are you da- <laughs> like? Wait, wait I missed that last part. What did he say? Are you dangerous?" Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, he was, you know, he was able to be uncomfortable and, you know, still throw in some humor and, and, and bring out part of his personality. So, um, I'm not always good at doing it every day, but I always say, Hey, well, can I just appreciate this moment for what it, what it is? Mm. Uh, and, uh, did that make sense?
1: No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, just, owning it like we i kind of talked about this in in previous podcasts where we talk about just how powerful vulnerability is and Mm. that can actually help you in a lot of ways so i noticed at the very beginning you said i'm nervous you just owned it you weren't resisting it and it actually made me me made me more uh, more
2: comfortable Mm. so yeah you know, I, I think we, um, you know, I think we get so caught up in ourselves and our anxiety sometimes that we forget there are hundreds of millions of people and, and you know, that's probably, uh, that's probably not even a high enough number. There are at a minimum hundreds of millions of people that are struggling with anxiety or struggling with something or, um, or they're going through a tough time right now, so, when we can be vulnerable that gives them permission to be comfortable and sort of embrace what's going on
1: Mm. i agree yeah um i have a quick question i wanted to get kind of into like the 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 coaching of getting people getting help people get their dream job um what uh are some tech, I guess it changes now. Like, what is your opinion on the job market with this whole um, pandemic going on? I think you're frozen. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for Mike to unfreeze. <laughs> I just own this. <laughs> I own how he's frozen right now. This is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's really mad at me. <laughs>
0: Uh. <laughs> we lost him <laughs> The Social Ninjas Podcast is having technical difficulties at this time Please stand by
1: <laughs> Please remain calm Your show will resume in just a short moment Please <laughs> This has never happened before. So this is a growing experience. Uh what do we do now, Kyle?
0: Well, um nothing we really can do. Hopefully he clicks on the link and comes back in.
1: I'm changing the for round 2. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Oh, wow, Yeah, look look much better the lighting is in this. Right? does yeah. not like way cuter. <laughs> Stop the recording and wait for him to come back. Pause it. Uh, yeah, that's
0: okay. a good idea.
1: All right, we are recording again We're the social ninjas. We had technical difficulties, the mic lost his internet. It was such a great growing experience.
2: <laughs> I, I'm at least three inches taller after, <laughs> after the <that> growing experience. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to ask the question again,
1: uh, and be grateful for that internet slippage. Um, <laughs> how would you how would you recommend? Or how would you approach the job market um, now that this pandemic has, in my judgment, made it substantially harder to get a job?
2: Yeah. Um, so a, so a couple different things on, on the pandemic issue and and the job market. Um, one um, anxiety fe- feeds anxiety, and so it, part of uh, part of why the job market is so tough. I mean, granted, I mean, there's a lot of real issues going on. There are being there are people being laid off. There are you know a lot more people out of work and, and not making money. So I am not discounting those challenges at all. And the problem is. Everybody is so anxious and so fearful around the future and things that they can't control that it's causing people to be five, 10 times more anxious than they already are. Hmm. So, uh, so when you're in a situation like that, people are a lot less likely to do anything and they over-exaggerate what's actually going on when they, when they actually have very little data. So. Despite the fact that some companies have had to lay some people off, I know, um, I know that there are tons of companies, You know, maybe not a, a, as many as, as before, but there are tons of companies that are still hiring. So one, acknowledging what you think the reality is might not actually be the reality. So there's tons of companies that are still hiring. It's gonna depend depending on uh, your function. It's gonna depend depending on your industry. But there, uh, there are plenty of opportunities out there if you if you know what you're doing. Um, the uh, the other thing that I would say in this market is that the other thing that's being magnified is the same challenges of job search before all of this happened are just being magnified by ten. So something that is really huge that a lot of people don't understand about the job market is. Even before the pandemic, the average job in the United States, the average job in the United States gets 100 applicants per position. Now that's for a job or a company that most people have never heard of. because It's so easy to find something on the internet. Tons of people can apply for one thing. Now, the larger companies that are more well known, so, you know, let's say like a Warner Brothers or, or a Boeing, those companies are going to get 1,000 applicants per position. 1,000. Now think whatever your dream company is, you know, for a lot of people, it's Facebook or Google, or maybe a Disney, those companies are getting 2,000 applicants per position. And this was before the pandemic started.
1: Wow.
2: I Don't share that with you to scare you and give you even more anxiety. I share that with you because most people are employing the wrong job search strategies to begin with, and they're just applying online. They're assuming that something is wrong with the employer or something is wrong with their resume if they're not getting responses back. The reality is the volume is just making it harder for them to be seen, so Uh, so the one thing that I advocate for all job searchers, which, you know, for, especially for people with anxiety is a little bit harder is that 80% of jobs get found through someone that, you know, 80%, okay. 80%. So, uh, the good news for you is if you don't think you don't know anyone, change the language, 80% of the jobs are found through people, you know, Or people that you will know soon. Mm. So when you think about it that way, if you simply, uh, work on expanding the number of people that you get introduced to, if you go out there, uh, you know, you can't go to events anymore, but but the cool thing about everything going virtual is it's actually faster to network with people one-on-one. Yeah. And when I say networking, I don't mean slamming someone with the business card. I don't mean uh, you know, saying, you know, hey, here's my coaching service or um, hey, I need a job. Networking is all about reaching out to people that you know or that you're in the process of meeting and building a relationship with them.
1: I have a question. I didn't want to give you too much at once before uh, I... I had a question, um, so you talked about some of these main companies had two thousand applicants for one job position. Yep.
2: what, what about now? Uh, it, it, it's it's probably uh, it's probably a multiple of that. So it's probably it's probably double the amount since there's so many people looking. So when you think about it that way, the uh, the market and the new reality is saying, "Hey, you can't keep doing the same thing that you've been doing." it's going to work even worse than it was working for you before and so what uh what i believe this new reality is teaching us is the importance of relationships wow we're we're, we're seeing it now right like we're not just talking about job search here we're talking about man like i am uh, i am sheltering in place at home i don't live with anybody i need some social interaction and so now i am uh just to get the support i need so that i don't feel anxious all day long i'm three times five times more likely to call a whole bunch of people so that i feel better the job market is sending us the same message is that you can't um you know you, you can't ignore your anxiety you have to confront your anxiety and reach out to more people directly. I'm oversimplifying things, but sometimes simple is better. You have to reach out to more people directly because ultimately at the end of the day, a computer or an online application doesn't hire someone, uh, a person does. And so if you are not contacting people and scheduling conversations with them, even if they're just catch up or advice you're really missing the boat on the one thing that that is going to help you be more successful in the job market. Wow. I love
1: that. What comes to mind when you talk about this is, you know, I've been, I've done my reach out challenges or just put it out there. I want to have some conversations with strangers on my Instagram. And I remember my intention was not, I didn't want anything from them. Like it was just, just one nice organic conversation just to, I always talk about doing the reps and I noticed without an agenda and and being authentic, I don't know if you agree with this, is that's when the jobs happen. That's when it comes. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I I, I I was done. I was done. Like, Like, oh, another example is like when I was doing the free hugs, I wasn't looking for a job. And I gave some lady a free hug, which I can't do now, obviously, but uh, I
2: remember
1: I just gave up on trying to find a job, but then I was giving this lady a free hug and she's like, I love your energy. Are you looking for a
2: job? Yeah. <laughs> now now here's um, the challenge with that authenticity. And I think, uh, I think you shared a lot of stuff that we could unpack if we have time today. Um, problem with authenticity is for some people, they're so unself-aware with who they are and what feels right to them. They're so concerned about what other people think through authenticity for themselves looks like. So a lot of people think they're being authentic and, and they're not yet, or they, or, or they have some skills to learn or whatever. So another, you know, another message, I think that the pandemic is sending to the world, at least, uh, and consider myself pretty self-aware and I think it's sending me the message is this is an opportunity for you to step back really crystal clear on who you are you want to be and where you want to go and if you take that time for yourself instead of like don't don't get me wrong like I love YouTube I love Netflix but some of that time instead of binge watching Netflix for you know eight hours one day, chunk of that time and spend time thinking about who you really want to be and whatever, and then that authenticity part is going to be, become easier for you. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah, kind of yeah. Uh, reminds me of the understanding. Well, of course, you and I kind of have the connection with MKP. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my life has become a lot more enjoyable if I really just took a step back and in, in a raw way think to myself all right how do i want to show up in the world um what difference do i want to make on the world you know and really get raw with it and i've noticed that my decisions become a lot easier because i'm like all right does this fit my
2: how i how i want to show up in the world or does it not and then bam decision made yeah you're being a lot more intentional you're being a lot more conscious about what you want to do and that reminds me of one of the things that I wanted to talk about today. when, um, when, uh, you and me first started talking and, you know, we talked about, man, Hey, you know, there's a lot of people out there that's struggling right now. And, and even, uh, even some of the three of us, you know, I think we're, we're struggling at that time and have to, um, One, being self-aware that that's going on. So, uh, I talked about being a yes to everything. Um, so when my, when my internet completely stopped working and broke down while we were recording this, you know, I didn't get all caught up with what was going on and, you know, whether it was going to negatively affect the broadcast or anything. I'm just like, well, this is the reality. I'm going to find the humor in this. <laughs> and so um, so embrace the anxiety and say, and then, because until you embrace the, the anxiety is sending you a message that you're afraid of something. And the anxiety uh, is sending you a message of, if you're conscious about it, what can I do to improve? Or what can I do to change things? Or what I do to make myself feel more safe Hmm. until you actually re embrace, Oh, I'm really anxious right now. You can't, you can't have that whole dialogue with yourself. Once you do that, you can move on to the step that you were talking about. Hey, well, based on where I'm at, whether job search or or confronting my, uh, social anxiety, uh, in terms of meeting strangers or, or walking up to a woman or walking up to a guy, uh, that you want to meet. Now you can say, Hey, well, what energy, what do I want to bring to this situation? Or what do I want to do? I particularly like the energy because a lot of times if people are going into a new situation that makes them really uncomfortable, they don't. what to do. Everybody kind of knows what energy or emotions they might want to take. So I'm going to make a confession. I actually had a really bad week tons of anxiety over the past eight days. Like, you know, there was a lot of stuff I was worried about in my business and helping people and I wasn't making the progress or whatever. And I finally let myself feel that. So the same process that we just talked about, What energy do I want to bring? And so uh, I I even posted it on social media and I said, I choose, I choose to be fun and productive today. Those were the energies that I chose to bring today. Well, sure enough, and I'm not saying it was easy by any means, (laughs) we've been joking around like all, like I'm having a blast today. I'm having a lot of fun today. Um, my day was way more productive than most of my other days this week. If I had not made that decision for myself, I don't think I would have gotten there.
1: Mm. So really setting that intention, even when it's not the easier thing to do, kind of
2: sets the tone, especially when it's not the easy thing to do. Um, So, uh, so even though I sound like I'm a great communicator and I speak on stages now and, and, and different podcasts and stuff, I still get social anxiety, especially in, uh, especially in large groups of people where I don't know anybody. And so so this, this, uh, Christmas time, uh, my friend invited me to a Christmas party because for, uh, I, I'm not usually around at Christmas time, but uh, I didn't know who the host was. And so I thought I was only gonna know my one friend and nobody else, so I have a lot of anxiety about going. So how did you get around that? Yeah, uh, well one, um, I said, you know, what's the alternative? What do I, what do I really wanna do? what's going to give me more joy is it going to be sitting at home and avoiding the anxiety or is it going to be taking a risk and at a minimum getting to spend time with you know one of my friends even if even if she wasn't able to be with me the whole time and it was only for five minutes i was going to get more enjoyment out of that than avoiding the situation Then, uh, the next thing I did was, you know, I, um, I said, well, what, with that being the case, if I'm going to force myself to go, or I'm going to choose to go, what energy do I want to bring? And so, uh, one of the energies I I choose is uh, a lot is, is fun energy or playful energy. Um, sometimes I say, Hey, I'm bringing sexy energy tonight. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as funny as it might sound, like, it works. Um, And it takes some practice. And you're not going to be, you're not going to feel like the sexiest person in the world or or the funnest person in the world the first couple times you try this, maybe. You're going to feel more fun and sexy or whatever you want to feel than you would have normally.
1: Now, do you say like, in your head, I am sexy. I am sexy. I am like for I do is sometimes where I'm where I say I am confident. I am doing the best I can. I bring value everywhere I go. That type of stuff to myself. Is that what you mean?
2: Or uh, that can certainly ha- that can certainly help. The first the first step is choosing. So every situ every situation where you have anxiety or every situation in general, there might be something different about it. And so you might need different energy for, you know, going to a party than walking into a bar or, or uh, walking into an interview or whatever. Okay. So
1: my question is to keep this um, for the next podcast. Let's do this for fun. Yeah. What is, how, how do I intention, what energy do I intentionally bring to show up the best
2: I can? Yeah. So, um, that's a great one in particular, cause, um, there's an additional tool. Um, the thing I love about your podcast is, is you guys are givers. And there's, like I said, there's at least hundreds of millions of people struggling from anxiety out there. And so you're giving people a gift. And so if you can focus on, well, what can I, what, who can I be to best serve my audience today? can I be to best serve my audience today? Or what energy can I bring to best serve my audience today? It takes a lot of pressure off of yourself because you're you're helping other people. Um, but you know, if you forget that part and it's still, well, Hey, what kind of energy do I want to bring to my podcast today? Like, am I feeling a little bit more fun and playful or, you know, am I feeling a little bit more analytical and deep? All of those are probably aspects of your personality and all of them are going to show a different side of you that different members of your audience are going to resonate with. So as long as you choose an energy that feels right for you, that you want, you're going to be successful no matter what you choose.
1: I love that. Yeah. There is, it makes me think of there is a day where I did not want to do the podcast and I was telling Kyle, we're doing like a, podcast on confidence and i remember i just had so much resistance because i just didn't get enough sleep and all the stress and this and that. and i used that energy and i turned it into just vulnerability like i'm having a hard time right now and i just
2: got yeah and you, sh- and you shared that during the podcast yeah, yeah. that's awesome man uh, be a be a yes to man sometimes man like I really don't know if I want to do this podcast right now and yeah, I like that. sharing that with, you know, you and the audience, because that might be a gift for some of you and you know let's work it out together and see where it goes. There, there's probably a gift or a growth area in there. I love that.
1: So I have a visual of just like a guy nervous to go up to a girl. He goes up to her like, Hey, listen, I was so nervous to go up to you, but I just really wanted to do it and see what happened.
2: I love that. (laughs) I love that. Now, you know, something important to realize because you you know, I know there's uh, especially some of the, some of the guys listening, you know, there, there's going to be a guy or or maybe even uh, some girls out there that are be like, Oh, well that's not going to work. Blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, nothing works a hundred percent of the time. Nothing. Yeah. However, like, if that if that woman that that guy just went up to has a soul and is caring, and I don't know about you, but like if if I'm going to go out with a woman, I want her to be a caring soul. She's a caring soul. She Like even if she's not interested in me, she's probably going to be nice to me because I said that. Yeah. And if she's not nice to me, she probably wasn't someone I wanted in my life anyway.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah.
2: and to, piggy, to piggyback on that, if,
1: say, it didn't work out with her, that's fine. You never know. It. What if you could always, you know, hey, look, I'm down. I totally I, I respect the fact that you don't have interest, but let's be friends. Maybe that girl has friends that you might end up having vibing with. That's my
2: opinion. Absolutely. I mean, it, um, you know, it, it, uh, it's a lot more likely to go somewhere. And, you know, sometimes the growth is just in the att- attempt. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't, um, what you said earlier in the podcast about reps is important. Like oh, yeah. In, until you, uh, part of the reason why you have anxiety around something is because it's known, it's not a habit yet, it's not comfortable. Yes. So The anxiety is not going to start to go away until you get those reps in. Now, do I think you should go out there and, and, and approach a million people, you know, probably not, but, uh, but the rep itself, even if it doesn't go well, um, is probably going to go a long way. Um, yeah. or maybe just figure out something that doesn't work for you or doesn't feel authentic and then you can change it.
1: Yeah. This makes, this makes me think of a previous podcast that our guests talked about, uh,
2: Concentrating on effort over results. Mm-hmm. That's something I work about. Uh, that's something I work a lot with uh, with my career coaching clients on.
1: Yeah, and so I've I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but when I do my social coaching, I just like, like give me give me ten hellos. I don't care how the person responds. I'm like just getting those hellos out there and sh- and showing the brain that the rejection isn't even that bad is. At least such a big one, I think it also and it definitely plays a part in jobs like I'm going to apply to twenty jobs today, not yeah. get a job today
2: and, and you know um, I'm lighting up here because I, I I love the fact that you know you you steered the the question you steered the conversation in in terms of effort rather than results. Uh, the other thing that I think, uh, regardless w- whether it is, whether it's, you know, approaching someone for a romantic relationship or, or just bu- building, uh, meeting more friends or, or job search or whatever is, um, not only do we need to do the reps, but to celebrate the fact that we did them and do the effort, even if the results weren't there, we have to celebrate it. So, um, things that I do with every single one of my coaching calls, uh, is at the start of the call. Clients know if they've been working with me for a while, I'm like, Hey, what are you celebrating Or If I talked to them yesterday, I have to come up with something they celebrate. So, um, so I have a lot of anxiety around making phone calls for some, I have more anxiety around making phone calls than I do meeting someone face to face. Um, uh, reminds me of a, a funny story in college where like I, I spent like two hours writing out exactly what i was going to say to this this woman that, that i wanted to ask out um, but um, I'm just embracing uh, the fact that I said that out loud on a podcast so made me laugh a little bit um where was I going with this? Um so so celebrating um, hey, like even if I didn't reach anybody on the phone, I dialed the number, man, like find something that makes you feel good so that the next time you make the phone call or the next time you uh want to walk up to a woman or whatever you're trying to decrease your anxiety around celebrate it. Like it might be, you know, it might be dancing. It might be, um, you know, uh, it might be laughing. It might be, you know, doing a power pose and and whatever. Like you need to train your brain and your nervous system. That that thing that you once feared is actually an enjoyable experience for you and you'll want more.
1: Yeah. This reminds me,
2: you know, perfect sense.
1: This reminds me of uh, when I was when I reach out to people for this podcast, I never concentrate on whether they say yes or no. Usually <laughs> I know I won when Instagram says you're blocked. <laughs> You've sent enough messages. I celebrate that. I usually send
2: that screenshot to Kyle. Nice. <laughs> right, That's Kyle? Awesome. Yeah. I I'm gonna write that down and I'm gonna use that because sometimes I still worry too much about reaching out to too many people. Yeah. Uh, for okay. me, it's,
1: it's not a success until I get that blocked message. I'm like, yes, got it. <laughs> Next <Yeah>. level, <laughs>
2: make it a video game. <laughs> cause, <laughs> cause, cause, cause <laughs> that is, that is a sign. And I'm just talking this out on how brilliant this is that you were blocked. That is a sign that you're putting in more effort. 99% of other people out there. Yeah, most people are like sending one or two, and they're like, "Uh, oh, nobody's getting back to me." Yeah,
0: your brain that
2: like it's a unenjoyable experience where where you're like you're celebrating it, man. You're bragging about it. I love it. Yeah,
1: and a lot of times I just forget about it. I'm like, all right, I, I succeeded. I, I got my like blocked message, and then all of a sudden the next day I'm getting all these messages of so just like, "I would love to be," in you "I would love to," <laughs> just like, "Oh." I nice forgot. i forgot i did that i was just kind of
2: excited for the stuff i sent <laughs> love it well sounds like you got you guys are ready for the next level in in, in terms of things It's got to be exciting kyle you got anything yeah so um uh, i
0: liked what you said earlier about how don't expect everything to work on the first try or don't don't expect everything to have a hundred percent success rate and I always think that you have, you have to fail to be able to expose anxiety in the full way. And it reminds me of a time <clears throat> when I started doing little challenges for myself when I was in college and where I uh, forced myself to, I had to raise my hand one time in every single class.
2: Mm, love
0: the, it. Yeah. The first few times I did it, you know, it went well, you know, I answered the question correctly or, you know, whatnot, n- no big deal but when I really felt it it is when I raised my hand and I said the wrong answer and, and, you know, professor was like, no, it's not correct. Then I really felt that anxiety and I kind of just kind of bared that in. But I think if you have a hundred percent success rate, it's, you're not going to, you're not going to get the same growth as if you get those fails in.
2: Yeah. You know, I I think, um, I think that exercise that you did is so brilliant like like that's simple enough to break down for anyone no matter what anxiety they're doing like um you know simply the fact that you're raising your hand or you're putting on a free hugs t-shirt or you know you're holding up a free hug sign or whatever it is like your fact that you did that is a step in the right direction um an interesting thing um so I speak, uh, I speak at a lot of colleges and universities to train students, and, and of course, students uh, tend to have more anxiety than, uh, than adults. Um, and uh, studies have actually found that uh, people that simply raise their hand more in classes get better grades than people that don't. Uh, sure. The Professor doesn't know who you are and doesn't remember your name there tends to be a bias that, oh, maybe this person's not working as hard or whatever. And so people that raise their hand or go into a professor's office hours, for another day, but um, I was scared to death of my statistics professor in college, but I was in danger of failing the course and I wouldn't have graduated with my bachelor's degree if I hadn't gone in and professor and, and told him that I was struggling. But the pure fact that I did that, he passed me. Wow. Um, the, uh, the, the other thing I wanted to say about raising the hand is, uh, uh, one of the things that a lot of my career mentors at the corporate level, um, told me very early on in my career is if there's ever, uh, if there's ever a company meeting or a department meeting, doesn't. Or if it's in-person or virtual, be the first or the second person to raise your hand and ask a question. It's one of the easiest ways to raise your visibility for people to know who you are. And so, you know, people that uh, rose their hands and asked questions tend to be the people that got salary raises and promotions. Mm. It was funny that you brought up that story. taking
1: notes. <laughs> I have a while well, i'm taking that note i have a similar story i was in a class at santa monica college and i put so much effort into this test and studying and i had a meeting with the teacher and i was like all right the next test i'm gonna study i'm gonna study and then we went over and then i just i made it so known i really wanted to get a good grade on the next test and uh i ended up failing or getting a d on the test and i went into his office and i was like i don't understand i studied so hard i think i got a d or f and then He's like, well, right, hold on. Let's well, let's go over the test. And I'm keep, I'm going over the test. And I'm like falling. I'm crying. I'm just like, it's like the beginning of my uh-huh. college career and I'm just, I'm failing already. <laughs> and he's like, all right. So we go over the test and he asks me the questions. And for some reason, when he asked me the questions the second time I started like giving the right answers. And I don't understand mm-hmm. why. But I just saw my, how determined I was and how I was putting a lot of effort into it. And he's like, what was your grade on the test? I was like a D. He's like, what do you mean?
2: You got an A. He changed it. <laughs>
1: Don't tell anyone I did this.
2: And, you know, I, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of gold nuggets in that story you told. Um, and, and so I'm probably going to miss some of them. But one of them was, you know, you were authentic. Like um, crying in front of, you know, another human being is not comfortable for most people. And, you know, you did it um saying that um you know saying that you know you worked hard and you know i don't know if you were embarrassed or said something around it i'm i'm kind of paraphrasing but um saying that you know you don't understand like those are uh those are all vulnerabilities that help people connect with you so that they want to help you and they want to embrace you now if you had done the opposite and you had said, hmm, like I'm feeling anxiety, like, uh, you know, I don't like talking to professors or I don't like talking to people and like you had totally avoided it, you wouldn't have come close to that result. You probably would have been stuck with a D. So so brilliant, man. Love it. So just
0: changing gears a little bit. And kind of going back to getting your dream job or just getting a, a job. I, I see this question a lot. Uh, people ask, you know, what's a good job that I can get that will work with me with my social anxiety? And so I, I really mm-hmm. don't know if that's really the approach to even think of it as. Maybe you can weigh in a little bit as. As you can either try to get a job that'll work with your social anxiety and sort of kind of i guess keeps you in your comfort zone a little bit
2: mm-hmm. or
0: should you try and get a job that maybe that's something that you're more passionate about something that you're more into even if it is to kind of uh trigger social anxiety a little bit
2: yeah um th- th- there's a lot of great gems in that question you asked so um so if i miss part of what you wanted to talk about, circle me back. Um, but the first thing I want to say is, um, well, if you're like, if your top priority is overcoming social anxiety, then, um, and and you don't know what you want to do, then get a sales job. There are tons of sales jobs out there. It's, it's one of the areas, uh, it's one of the job functions that, They're always looking for salespeople. And so someone's going to take a chance on you. Um, that's actually how I started out my career is I said, well, um, where do I want to go with my career? And then, uh, how can I most easily get there? And what are the sorts of jobs that would help me get there? And I said, well, I think I would really benefit from becoming good at sales. I didn't. Specifically, say it to overcome social anxiety, but I could have, if that was my goal. Uh, so a lot of my social anxiety has become more na- knowledgeable because I forced myself to go out there and talk to people more in a sales capacity. I ended up being really bad at sales. I became, but I got really knowledgeable about other things like marketing. Um, and, uh, and I did a lot of my anxiety, did start to go away. Now I want to go back to, I think a, a big part of your question was, is I would never counsel someone to, uh, to get a job to overcome their social anxiety. Now I'm not going to choose for you. If that is your, if that is your goal is man one of my top three things in the world is to confront my social anxiety, then that's different than go for it and you know get a sales job or get a job where you're constantly interacting with people like customer service or whatever. Customer service is great because that way you don't even have to call people as much. A lot of times, you know, the people are calling in. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, you, uh, you actually started to answer part of the question for me and I really encourage people to think about their careers in terms of where do I want to go? What, um, and, and the, que- the right question is different for everyone. So, uh, one of my favorites is what are you passionate about? You know, sometimes people are like, Oh, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. All right. We'll change the question. What excites you if, if nothing seems to. If you're not passionate about anything or nothing seems to excite you, then start with what you're interested in. Now, if you can't come up with at least five, if not twenty or thirty things that you're interested in, then then you're not trying because everybody's interested in something. I don't care if it's um, I don't care if it's superheroes or um, or sports or comic books or whatever. Like everybody's interested in something. So if you're interested in animals, well, then you can start exploring whether you want to be a veterinarian or or working for the, cor- or working for the marketing department of, of PetSmart or the Humane Society or whatever. So, um, so people don't have to pick the exact job right off the bat, especially if they're early in their career. Just say, well, what interests me? And, and I would lean towards the one that interests you more than others, even if it's just one or 2%. Then you can start building a plan and figuring out through trial and error, research, conversations with people and figuring out what's best for you. Um, what's best for me and what I wanted has changed and evolved throughout my career. And that's the case for most people. Mm. More about yourself, you're becoming more self-aware over time. But if you just ignore it and you say, well, you know, what, uh, this is the biggest mistake I see people make is they say, well, what type of job should I get? That's the worst type of question to ask someone because no one knows you as well as you know you. And so if you just blindly say, oh, well, they're hired for a lot of accounting jobs right now, or, um. And I have friends that are amazing, wonderful accountants. I'm not picking on accountants. Um, but if I had listened to someone that told me that, Hey, I was good at numbers and you know, my personality profile said I'd be a good accountant. I would be miserable right now. But because I focused on what's going to bring me joy, what interests me, like it led to a lot of cool things in my career path. Mm.
1: That's so cool. I like that too. I'm taking, I was also taking notes. <laughs> I love it.
2: I'd, I'd be taking notes too, if I wasn't talking so much. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and and if you're listening at home right now, or, you know, you're listening, well, I guess everybody's at home right now. Um, if you're listening at home right now and you're like, well, you know, that's fine for Mike because he's more outgoing for me or whatever. Like, I'm really not like, I don't, um, I chose what energy I wanted to bring to today, today in general. I chose what energy today that I wanted to bring to the podcast. Um, and, you know, 80% of my day, I'm not this talkative. Like, I'm, uh, I'm not this outgoing with everybody. And so I just want to know, I just want you to know if you're listening at home that, um, that I was once where you are. And if you choose that, you know, you want to move in the direction of me or Jeremy or Kyle or, or whoever, you know, makes a good role model for you, that that's possible for you. I love that.
1: I definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. I, and one thing that comes to mind is just going easy on yourself along the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had a conversation, I went to a grocery store yesterday and the lady, i like having deep conversations i don't like to have this show, like service level conversation i asked her so what's you know what's going on how are you holding up I, at first she gave me like the service level oh i've been good this nice? and about you and i was like to be honest it's been such a roller coaster of emotion some days i'm like really depressed and ha- this is that and some days i'm really happy i just got vulnerable with her um, uh-huh she gave me a look like, oh, thank God, finally someone else. <laughs> 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 and she's like, all right, just to let you know, yesterday I had a breakdown. And I'm like, I look at her, I'm like, that's all right. And then I said, I hope you're going easy on yourself and you're forgiving yourself as quickly as possible because that is totally normal. I had the same thing. <laughs> she just yeah.
0: like, it feels so good to hear that. <laughs>
2: I do not care how happy someone sounds or or how successful someone is. Like whatever your definition of happiness or success is, like everyone has days when they struggle. Um, everyone has days when they're off. Um, you know, and I didn't really get this until you know I went to I went to a networking event and there was a speaker that I, I really looked up to. He was um, he was the former CMO of a Fortune uh fortune 1000 company M- might have been even bigger than that um, really quick some people don't know what cmo is oh thank you uh cmo chief marketing officer um, and uh, he said in front of everybody that um, that he was uh, when he took the position he was scared to death scared to death that he was going to fail that you know he didn't know everything that he needed to do. Um, and then he told this other story about uh, how he was hanging out with, uh, you know, six executives for dinner and he was just having a tough time in his relationships and he bore his soul to those other senior level people and it cracked up, cracked open everybody's heart. Everybody's got something that's struggling. Um, and so, um, the sooner we embrace that, that it's okay and have those conversations with people, the better we're going to feel the better they're going to feel. Um, man, um, that's something that I haven't, uh, uh, quite at the point where, uh, I'll, I'll talk to random people in the grocery store, but, um, uh, that's beautiful. I love it, man. You, you gave that woman a gift. Yeah. There's also this, in my judgment,
1: there's such a fight or flight going on right now. And it was like this uncomfortable, this uncomfortable silence. Like we should not talk about this, you know, topic we we just gotta be all fight or flight and avoid each other. And this, this and that, like saying hello from beyond six feet is not going <laughs> to higher chance of getting the disease. I don't think. And, there was one yeah there's one scare i had <laughs> where there's this uh person in the grocery store who usually gives me like a hug and they kind of went for him oh whoa, whoa hold on
2: gotta
1: like give him an elbow
2: <laughs> yeah i i saw one of my friends recently and i really wanted to give her a hug and she's like nope nope can't can't do it um uh, you know that's okay. I mean that that's part of the process of uh, get embracing the unknown and embracing uh, appreciating wherever you're at and wherever the other person's at. Uh, you know, I've I, I, I've seen some amazing things happen in social situations where if we just speak to the discomfort, like every conversation changes, the entire energy changes. So, um, beautiful, man. Um, yeah. hey, I, am curious to kind of get your guys' expertise. Like, what do you, what do you think we need to be doing as society or what do you think we need to be doing as individuals to help people with the anxiety, um, and lack of interaction out there? any thoughts
1: oh i'm go on on. <laughs> but
2: we talk, we've, we've talked about
1: being real about it being vulnerable about it um looking at it or having a positive framing for it and if you're having a hard day just having the back of your mind that just keep moving forward it nothing lasts forever and that's even a bad mm. mood and accepting that a bad mood doesn't last forever, a good mood doesn't last forever, and just keep on trucking towards however you want to show up and whatever your mission is. Mm-hmm. And especially in connection, like Kyle and I, uh, I have the idea of uh, throwing our first social tomorrow, and I have a lot of resistance towards that. I have it like no one's going to want to show up. It's not that things are going to go wrong. Why am I doing this? And just just doing it, showing up. in our last podcast we had a a guest and he just says it's sometimes just showing up as opposed to showing up well is is really really powerful Mm. Mm. at the beginning it's just embracing it not like being bad at something however that looks in your life if it's Mm. reaching out to a bunch of people the beginning of reaching out to people is gonna be bad and that's okay but it's just Mm. like just continuously do it and be real about it. Like if you do a post and you need some help, you can say, you can preface it with saying, Hey, this is uncomfortable to do, but is there anyone out there who, um, maybe you or someone else you in your life knows about any jobs and sales, you know, something like that. And just being, Uh having like a pre-conversation. Our last, you know, guy in our podcast is talking about, um, having deep conversations and, a whole like give a pre-question like is are you open to a, a deep question instead of asking the deep question
2: uh yeah i do that sometimes too yeah and
1: he he talks about like, at these uh, networking events to not have it where you want to be liked by everybody that you're not going to be liked by everybody and to just know that going in is really important mm.
2: all good strategies <laughs> what are your thoughts, Cal?
0: Yeah, so my thing is, because I'm, I'm I'm really big on routine. I go through a routine every single morning. It's very particular and precise. It helps me prep my my mind for the day, and I I know the difference whether if I if I do it and I don't do it. I know if I do do it, I feel a lot better mentally and my mental health is a lot better. I have a lot less anxiety. So I think if uh, if you don't have some sort of routine, I think right now is a really good time to start creating that habit to have one. Yeah. And something that I'm trying to do right now is seeing how we're on quarantine and I have three kids, so now they're all at the house with me as well. <laughs> I'm having to shift my routine and kind of tweak it to adjust to this new schedule so that's something i'm uh currently working on right now so
2: oh that's huge man that's like two or three podcasts in itself just talking about (laughs) what the right routine is for everybody right now
1: what's your routine (laughs) Mike?
2: yeah so uh i am um uh i've been spending actually (laughs) i've been spending the last three months sort of redoing my routine. And so I've been studying stuff like how that I I admire, do their routines and and habits and stuff. Um, And before I get into my routine, I just want to say, don't have a routine, have a routine. I'm gonna say that again. Even if you don't have a routine, you have a routine. It's just probably a bad routine.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm
2: routine that's not serving you—it's perpetuating whatever sort of life you have. So, um, so for the longest time, um, I fell out of the. I, I used to be a competitive athlete in in high school and college, and then after that time was over, I got out of the routine of uh, eating in sports as often or working out as often or whatever, and trained so my brain unconsciously without realizing it that routine of not working out. I had a routine of being lazier. And so my body type started to shift from, you know, being 6% body fat to, you know, being overweight. So now part of my routine and my new, my new identity for myself is, well, I'm, uh, healthy. Um, well, actually it's, uh, it's, I'm sexy. Um, so I always say, all right, well, um, what is sexy Mike, uh, what does sexy Mike need to do today or does sexy Mike's routine perpetuate the sexiness. Um, but, uh, a couple of things about my routine is one, um, I have found that my routine, uh, actually starts the night before. I do not get, uh, if I don't, if I do not get eight or nine hours of sleep, my day usually doesn't go well. Um, not always, but you know, a lot of cases. Um, so getting a full night's sleep is part of my routine. Other change that I've made recently that's really working for me is, um, is my goal is never to hit the snooze button nice. in the habit of hitting a snooze button. Like you're hitting a snooze, like you're pausing on the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Delaying the day, it's actually another form of anxiety. Like anxiety is like, you're not ready to start the day. You're not ready to tackle the day. Her routine started with, Hey, I'm ready to tackle the day, whether that's not hitting the snooze button, whether that's popping up or whatever. Yeah, I choose to, um, you know, uh, Jeremy alluded to affirmations earlier on the call. Um, I choose to do a version of affirmations, uh, which I call incantations, uh, about uh, who am I and who do I want to be, and saying it, not only saying it, not saying I'm confident, I'm rational, I'm like (laughs) embodying that I want to have, because I still have to train my mind and my body, because that is not yet a habit yet. So it becomes a habit, like we need to do it with the positive energy. We need to do it with our whole body. So the body and our brains realize that, no, this is the part of the new reality for me now. Um, uh, And then uh, I start uh, included in there, actually before the affirmations, um, uh, I meditate every day. So... If you don't know what meditation is, I mean, that's something for another call, but you know, it's, it, it, it's simple as breathing, focusing, clearing my head and, and, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And then, you know, my head's clear of all the habits that aren't serving me. And then I can fill my brain and my body up with those stronger beliefs that really serve me, whether it's being sexier or being more courageous. Uh, you know, the opposite of the anxiety, the the opposite of the thing that we're struggling with. So, uh, all of my routines involve, um, uh, acknowledging where I'm at, where I want to go, and then, uh, reinforcing those beliefs with things that are going to drive me forward. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: I love, I love what you said about doing it with intention because I've, I've had a, a past messages of I am weak and I have no value, blah, 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 blah. Old story, old story. And delete?
0: Delete.
1: <laughs> Who said that? Unacceptable. <laughs> Acceptable. Control and delete. Uh, and I remember I just, just really embodying, like, I am powerful. I am powerful. And I remember at the very beginning of me, like, using that, I'd be on my... I had a sales job, and I was on my way to do work, and I was like, "I am powerful. Mm-hmm. I bring value everywhere I go. I am powerful." And the beginning, it was really weak, and I was like, "No, how would a someone who's actually powerful and provides value everywhere he goes? How would they say?" It? And I just said it more and Ooh. more, and felt it, and I remember I ended like I ended that uh, that uh, self talk with just like a big roar, <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, so scream. Yeah, I was on the freeway, whatever. <laughs> And I think that day at the office, I did like the best in sales I've ever done in my life.
2: Yeah, um, and uh, you know, you talked about the roar or whatever, and, and that goes to, um, you know, we talked about not avoiding anxiety, but actually acknowledging that it's there. And I think you had some of these conversations when you guys have talked about the Mankind Project in the past is, you know, one of the funny things about emotions is if you suppress one of your emotions, like anxiety, you're actually partially suppressing all of your emotions, you know, your joy, your confidence or whatever. Like, it, like when you stop feeling and you're, um, you know, you're numbing yourself out, you know, I don't, I don't care whether it's, you know, through alcohol or simply not feeling or, or too much TV or whatever, you're actually telling your brain that, oh, well, you know, what you want and what you're going through isn't that important. And so your brain and your body start to turn off where you're not feeling the good stuff as much. And um, I I learned this last part from Tony Robbins, emotion creates motion, emotion creates motion. And so whether it's saying affirmations or it's celebrating the fact that you you walked up to 10 women or you made some phone calls or whatever, like you have to bring emotion to it for your body to realize it's important, mm. and uh, I'm gonna warn you guys my uh my battery this is speaking to the this speaking to the moment um and uh embracing what's real uh my battery's starting to die so i'm I'm curious how you want to wrap up this thing today
0: Kyle, yeah, so yeah we always ask this one question. It sounds like you've listened to some of our some of our podcasts, so you probably know what I'm about to ask. So if there's one message you can send out to the entire world, just kind of billboarding it, what would it be?
2: Wow, man um I t- say <laughs> with emotion, I'm I- like man, but i got I got fifty seven and a half things I want to say um mm, uh, So I'm going to break the rules and I'm going to give you two. Uh, (laughs) I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rule breaker. I can't help it. So, uh, so number one, focus on what you can control, not what's outside of your control, focus on what you can control, not what's outside of your control. The reason why a lot of times I experience anxiety, why you experience anxiety is you're focusing too much on things that you can't control. The moment that you shift your energy or your consciousness to, okay, well, that's outside of my control, but what can I control? There is, you know, it doesn't, um, it doesn't matter if it's the coronavirus or, or, you know, another world problem that's going on. Like, even though like you alone can't solve that problem entirely, you do have control to do something to contribute to making the world a better place or, you know, going out there and, um, you know, helping to get more medical professionals to, you know, get masks to protect themselves. There's always something I can do that you can do to take control of things. Um, And then what I would end with is don't focus on what's wrong. Focus on what you want. And, uh, you know, uh, I had an acquaintance of mine. She was one of my, my biggest social media followers. She, she like, commented on everything. Um, and I asked her, you know, um, so, so what do you want? What do you want to focus on? And instead of focusing on what she wanted, she proceeded to, like, give me a six or seven minute answer on her anxiety and what she was anxious about which I totally get that she was in a tough spot, especially with everything going on. Um, mm-hmm. But um, until she, um, and she actually ended up unfriending me over this, um, which is just her part of her journey in terms of figuring out where she, where she needs to go. Um, until, she just, until she starts to change her focus to what's giving her anxiety to where she's uh, gonna wanna go, She's always going to be anxious. She's probably going to be 10 times more anxious than other people. So um, so choose something that gets you excited. Choose something that moves you to a better place and focus on that.
1: Love it. But, um, it brings up the dynamic of uh, life is going to... Was, actually, there's this guy, I did a, a challenge, I don't want to get too much in this story, but I did a challenge where I had a sign, that says, Jeremy talks to strangers, and I had the sign above my head, and I was so nervous, and I did it anyways, and there's so many lessons that I learned, there's this guy who approached me, and he was homeless, and like my first, my first reaction was to judge him, and not take him seriously, because he's homeless, and this, this, and that, but I'm all about challenging my my judgments. Right. And I, and I can get on and on about the problems. People don't challenge their judgments because they have shame on them, but he actually had more knowledge to drop on me than almost anyone I've ever talked to. Love and it. This guy's homeless. And one of the things he talks about is life is gonna throw the same lessons at you over and over
2: again until you learn them. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Um, can I say one last thing before we break? Of course. So, uh, so a lot of people are a lot of people are struggling right now, and it's totally normal. I mean, there's a lot of things to be anxious about. I mean, we we talked about, hey, you, you know, it's okay to not be okay right now. Um, and uh, I just wanted to let your listeners know that um, around anxiety, especially around making money and the job search, like I am, uh, I'm actually cutting back on the paid clients that I'm taking on right now and I'm helping, I'm creating a lot of free tools and resources out there. And so I want to invite your listeners, I want to invite you, you all listening out there to come check me out on social media at Career Success Secrets. So um, especially my Career Success Secrets Facebook group, because every day I'm pouring resources and stuff in there where you can ask questions and get help right now. Um, And then that's going to, That's sort of the go-to place where you get every time I'm doing something free, which is a lot right now. um, That way you'll hear about everything so that, because it's too short, man. I I, I don't want your listeners to um, be encountering anxiety around their careers and and making money and whatnot. So if I can help your listeners, I I hope they join me there. Cool.
1: That's actually Kyle's next uh, piece, where people find you. (laughs) Oh,
2: Oh, well, cool! Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, almost all my social media handler, uh, uh, handles are career success secrets, and uh, my Facebook group is Career Success Secrets Now. Um, under, underneath the groups, um, and uh, yeah, feel free to break the rules and uh, you know ask me random questions about job search on uh, different posts and stuff, and, and I'll help you guys out the best I can.